Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, no, no, no. Welcome to episode 115, 16, somewhere in the teens of young teens. Uh, it's the Feminine Critique. I'm Emily. I'm Christine. And on this episode, we are not talking about one specific movie. How about that for you? Mixing it up. We're wild. I don't know. You, you know, people try to put us in a box. People, nope. people think like, oh, they, we know what they're about. And then we just throw something at you without any anything. We bob and we weave. Um, that's that. And we glump and gallop even. All these things. So many more modes of transportation. Yeah, so we both have seen a lot of movies lately. We just didn't get to do a big what we've been watching thing in recent times. So our plan is just to go over a lot of random what we've both been watching. And then we'll go into a little bit more detail discussing a couple of theatrical releases that we've both seen as of recent. Including mm-hmm. Captain Marvel. And us, we'll probably do spoilers on us, but we will, as always, give you ample warning before we do that. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. What about you? I think that sums it up really nicely. Oh, well, thank you. It's so, <laughs> so kind of you on this lovely well, day. Yeah. Oh, that's what I do. You're, you're a good one. You know, you're one of the good ones. Thank you so much. All right, so Christine, let's jump right in. What have you been watching? All right, well, I didn't cross out what I had actually already talked about. So if you if you feel me talking about something that I already mentioned, just say, hey, you talked about that last time. So you're like totally banking on me listening to you. No, well, I think I just talked about newer, more relevant stuff and right. not the fact that I watched Quarantine 2. Oh, you definitely did not. I want to talk about Quarantine 2. Um, I've seen Quarantine 2. That's the one. On the airplane. So I thought- I thought the whole thing... No, that you're miscategorizing it. I thought the whole thing was going to be on an airplane. I, I wish they it had been. get off the plane oh, real no. quick. It's such a problematic... That I, I feel like somebody of interest directed that. Am I right about that or no? Ooh, I, I'm not sure. All right. So just to keep everybody straight, Quarantine was the American remake of Wreck. And yeah. Wreck went on to have, I think, what, four sequels. Quarantine went on to have, I think, just one American sequel. And it has nothing to do with any of the other Wreck movies. I, Which is a shame. Because the Rex sequels, they vary vastly in quality, but they get pretty fun. 
Quarantine 2 is half set on an airplane, and it was definitely mm-hmm. kind of sold as, like, another version of Flight of the Living Dead kind of thing. But it's not as fun. Yes. Um, it's also one of those ridiculous flights that don't exist where there's, like, six people on the flight. That does not happen. Sit, sit wherever you want. Yeah, what? sure. No, no people. That does not happen in this day and age of air travel. Um, and I remember things about, liking things about it, liking the ending. It surprised me where they went. But overall, I don't recall having fond, the fondest memories. What did you think? Um, it, it was fine, I guess. But it was really... There was it didn't do anything new and interesting, and, mm-hmm. and if I thought it, at the very least I was going to be in for ninety minutes of zombies on a plane, yeah. and like what that looks like, but no, and it was a bit more like in, in its own way it fleshed out the first quarantine more, okay. but like I don't feel like I. I wasn't asking for that. No, and if you've seen five <laughs> rec films, you really don't need that. Like, I wasn't like, hmm, I wish we could get more into the loosely, though. Not really specific, but loosely into the mythos of the first there. one. Yeah. Well, let me ask you then, have you yeah. seen the zombie film from, oh God, it's like early 2000s, before the like really big zombie boom happened again. It had two titles. It was either called Plane Dead, P-L-A-N-E, or Flight of the Living Dead. Have you ever seen that? I don't think I have, but I definitely know if of it. If memory serves, it's actually pretty fun. And well, it is. What it's I totally need. zombies on a plane the entire time. Yeah. So that's my recommend for you. Well, thank you. Yes. I appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, I watched that. <laughs> um, I watched Disturbia. A movie that I had never seen before. That's the one that got sued for being a ripoff of Rear Window without crediting Rear Window, right? Um, yes, I think. Okay. Well, I don't. I did that. Maybe you might know the litigious d- details more than I. But yes, it's effectively. But what I observed, and which is which was funny to me and only me, but um, it's <laughs> less of a ripoff of Rear Window and more of a ripoff of that Simpsons episode. That's apparently yes, I love that Simpsons episode. It, but it's it like beat for beat. It's like that episode, and I was like, <laughs> this is really, it's really strange that they who plays the to Ned use- Flanders role. Um, oh man, we just watched him in another movie. What is that dude's name? I don't know that dude's name. <laughs> Shit. I'll have to I'll have to look. He's a guy and he's got whitish hair. I'll I'll look. Oh, well up. that that sells it all. Why doesn't Disturbia come up when I How do you Oh, cuz I'm spelling it wrong. Yeah, I'm... it's not Disturbia, <laughs> it's Disturbia. All right. Could it be the dude with the white hair? Oh, David Morse. Yes, thank you. I yeah. couldn't think of his name. Um, I watched something else that he showed up in. David Morse can only ever play really sympathetic or really evil. Yeah, he he's def- one of each. I have one of each for you. So nice. he's, he's he's evil in this. Ooh. And I don't know, like, I thought at least it would be cool from, like, somebody who really likes Hitchcock and Rear Window right, is right. a really great movie. I thought it would at least be interesting from that perspective, but... It, it wasn't at this, all. I never, I, I've never seen Disturbia. This movie has a ridiculous cast. I know. Viola Davis, uh, David Morris, Carrie Ann Moss, and Aaron Yu, who I love, who I still think the world would be a different place if he had played the lead in the Friday the 13th remake. Yeah, he he was he was in that. That was that's who yeah, I'm thinking he's, of. He's the Asian he's guy in that. in that movie. Yeah, he's, he's good always in that. the only Asian guy in movies. He's, he's the he's the only good thing in that movie. He is always great, and I I don't know what he's doing now in his career, but I swear if there like if I could make that random list of like 
young, hot, potential heartthrobs who should have had a better <laughs> career. I'm probably one of the only ones who feel this way, but I think Aaron Yu is one of the biggest missed opportunities. Had he been born like 10 years later and he could have been in like crazy rich, rich Asians and maybe, uh, you know, found a, a bigger, not had to only play the one token Asian character in the movies. Asian friend. Yeah. yeah like, this is he's my Asian friend. Because that's what he is in this movie, too. Of course he is. But I mean, he's fine. Like yeah. they don't, but they don't give him anything. No, they never just, do. Just they, they don't give anybody anything to do. They don't give Carrie Ann Moss anything to do. <sighs> Viola Davis is barely in it. Mm. Um, it's weird. It's definitely like um, Shia LaBeouf's like project. He's he's front and center the entire time, and he's fine. Like at this stage in his career, he's right. fine. But like. I don't know. Like, give me a little something else. Yeah, uh, 2007. I don't know was what I was time. expecting. I just thought it would be at least fun, sure. and I didn't have fun with it. I'm sorry. That's that's it's okay. You didn't make Disturbia. Um, I talked about that. Did you want to talk about Captain Marvel later? Yeah, let's talk about that later. Okay. Um, so last time we talked, I said that I had watched Tammy, which is a Melissa McCarthy movie mm-hmm. that has a lot of heart and an interesting plot that I didn't expect and that I really liked. And because um, our rule is that we always have to talk about a Melissa McCarthy movie on every episode, I have a feeling you're going to give me another one. Well, I we we watched Identity Theft. Okay. Or Identity Thief. I wrote it theft, but it might be thief. I think it's thief. Um. I don't know who who knows if I'm coming or going, but that's the um, Melissa McCarthy, Jason, Jason Bateman. Bateman. Okay. So, um, in in a in stark contrast to Aww. Tammy, this it's not it's not necessarily either of their fault. It's not like Jason Bateman's great too. Like I really like him, and Melissa McCarthy is just I think always pretty funny. This movie is weird. It's tonally strange. It doesn't like. There's this weird. She's, like, not a good person, but, like, like he welcomes her into his family. It's really strange, and, like, it feels hollow and, mm. and pointless, which is the opposite of Tammy, which is really, like, heartfelt and nice. And I believe they came out pretty close to each other. I think it was... Yeah. And, I th- and that's why I always miss the two up, because I think um, Identity Theft was really poorly received. I, I, that movie did not... Critic, critics hated it, and I don't think it did great financially. Um, so I always think that's Tammy, but um, from what you're saying, there's a stark difference in quality. Oh, boy. But, like, she's supposed to be a dirtball in both of them. Mm. But, like, I think in Tammy, it's like she's just maybe a little bit stunted and a little bit, like, kind of, like, gross and childish. But okay. in, in Identity Thief or... Um, she's like a criminal, like a legit criminal. That's okay. not, really, not really that awesome. Identity theft I don't know. is not a joke. It's <laughs> it's not good. Is my okay? Um, my end. Feeling. I'm sorry. That's okay. You I hope I it. hope you watch something good. I watch good things. Okay. Um, but this is my this is my leftovers from last time, and I already talked about the stuff that I was really excited Got it. about. Um. I feel like I've watched Masters of the Universe a lot, so I don't really feel like I need to talk about that. You know, you say that, and suddenly I'm thinking, man, it's been way too long since I've watched Masters of the Universe. You need to watch I it. Do. So I do. I loved that movie as a kid. I think, I think I still have the VHS for it. That was a VHS that, boy, did I kill, because I watched it a lot. I, I watched it a lot, too. I was surprised at how much 
there was for adult me there. So it's now nice. become one of those that we'll just put on. And oh, we'll fun, fun. Watch. So um, I watched I can't it again. <laughs> look at a bucket of chicken without thinking about that movie. That's a random. There's just that scene movie. where they're eating chicken, and yes. it's like I, I, I like it's like hiding in a bush. But they're so excited she... about it because it's the, clearly the greatest thing they've ever eaten. And then they find out that it's like a living animal, and they're so upset by it. And I always remember that sticking with me. But also thinking, wow, that chicken looks really good. It's it's an interesting movie. I yeah. I I do like it. Um, it I I can't say it holds up, because, <laughs> but like it's. It's it's not fun and just like a, I was a stupid kid that had no sure. taste level. Yeah, fun. It's, it's it was grand. it's actually fun. Yeah, nice. Um, I don't I don't know why we watched the Rollerball remake. Oh, I there's a lot of reasons to not watch it. Um, primarily because it's terrible, but at the same time, that was one of those movies that when I finally watched it a few years ago. I was so happy that I watched it because it was easily one of my favorite like writing experiences to write about it and why it was so terrible. It is, I think it's because I talk about it a lot. I saw it in the theater. Wow. What was that? Like 98 um, or so? What was that? Was it late nineties or early? Yeah. Um, 2002. Okay. To, yeah. Early two thousands, I guess. Yeah. So it's, and it's, it's a very, it's a very much a product of its time. Oh God, yes. Like Slipknot's in it and, <laughs> and Sean McMahon's in it. Like, yep. yep. Paul Heyman is it. Very, Paul Heyman is the best thing in that movie. Yeah. It's very much a snapshot of, of a time. It, it, there was I, a time when we thought Chris Klein was going to be a leading man. Let that sink in everybody. <laughs> And like it's it is strange. It's like it's Chris Klein, it's Rebecca Romaine, it's yep. LL Cool J. Like it's... And it breaks the rule of LL Cool J movies. And I think I've told this story yeah. on this podcast before where I saw it in the theater and I thought, well, they didn't really show LL Cool J die. So clearly so he's clearly gonna come he's back coming... at the end. Like he did in Halloween six or seven, whatever Halloween eight, H two O, like he H2O. did in Deep Blue Sea, where he just doesn't die because clearly somebody had the good sense to say he's the best character in the movie. We can't he's kill him. He's the best thing yeah. happening. So I think I talk about it enough that it was kinda just finally like, let's just watch it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's had not Zach good. ever seen it? Huh? Had Zach seen it before? Oh, no, 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 no. So what did he have to say about it? I think... I don't feel like he had an emotion about it either way. All right, you guys are still married, so... I think he just was like, yes, this was pretty much stupid. Maybe a little bit more stupid than I thought it was stupid. Like, it's actively... It tries hard to be stupid. Yeah. And it's just not fun. Like, I don't know. Because even the original Rollerball, I actually think, isn't as fun as everybody thinks it is or wants it to be Mm -hmm. and another case of a movie prime for a remake yeah you can remake rollerball with 2002 technology it could be really fun yep and that movie is not wasn't it going to be r and then it's pg-13 i think that was also part of it that's that sounds right there are moments of it where there could be like hyper violence but there's not yeah like when they smash a rollerball into a guy's face who's not wearing a helmet like (laughs) Weird. That fucking movie. I think it's streaming somewhere. I think it is because I feel like I keep seeing it as if it's and like forces keep trying to compel me to watch it. And I'm like, no, no, I don't need to see this again. Yeah. Well, maybe you do. Apparently. (laughs) Our next movie that we will be covering is Drumroll Rollerball. I don't think I can do it. Uh, I I think I talked about 
watching the second Lego movie, right? You did not, yeah. no. Oh, well, we watched the This the is the Lego one that came out in the sequel. theaters a couple months ago, right? Yeah. Okay. And it kind of died. It did not do well at the theater. Um, just nobody seemed to talk. I don't know if it was bad timing on its release or if people were just over it, but it did not seem to get a lot of love. What did you think? I have a lot of opinions about the Lego movies. Um, it was It was not great. Okay. It was fine. There was some fine stuff in it. There's a lot in the con column for me. Mm. Um, I I am so 100% done with Chris Pratt. Um, mm, yep. And, and it's so funny because, like, I really, like, 2015 me loved him. Sure. And now I'm, uh, I'm so completely done with him. And it's very him-centric. I mean, I know that the first one is, too, like, that little character. Um, but this one really is, and it's, it's tiresome. And it's a tie. It's, it's not great. There's Tiffany Haddish plays a character in it and she's fun. Yeah. And like the overall premise is really fun, but like there's, there was just so much in it that I didn't like. Now I think there's a bit of an oversaturation issue. That's my opinion. Of Legos? Yeah, that you had the original Lego movie, you had Lego Batman, you had had the Ninjago Lego movie, and I think all of those have had diminishing returns as compared to that original Lego movie, which was kind of like a revelation. Yeah. And then it kind of, I think, petered out a little bit. I don't know. The Lego movie to me is such, is the kind of my slam dunk argument whenever somebody judges something before they see it. Whenever they hear, oh, there's a remake of Pet Cemetery. That's stupid. Oh, yeah, somebody thought it was a good idea to make a Lego movie. What did you say when you first heard that? You said, that sounds stupid. And what do you know? It's actually a really good movie. And the same with Clue, yeah. right? Oh, they made a movie based on a video game? Yeah, they made Clue. They made one of the greatest comedies of all time. So a movie's premise is never a reason to dismiss it without seeing it. I, but, yeah. This is this is my constant argument. I say that all the time. I, a, a stupid idea can be executed really sure. well. Um, case in point, I haven't seen it yet, obviously, because it's not out. But Detective Pikachu, I have heard oh. described of, as the best movie of the year wow. by people who have seen it very early now detective pikachu sounds stupid <laughs> but also is going to be amazing the trailer looked Marked pretty cute. My world. the trailer got uh, yeah. a huge reaction when i saw it, saw it in the theater like people were going crazy for that trailer yeah. and i'm like oh all right it makes people it happy. Made, cool it made me cry oh I, I just loved it so much i'm so excited to see it but yeah you're right like just because it's about more about execution than about sure. like Always. Like, elevator pitch. Yeah. Because I'm sure you, could, I could sit here and elevator pitch you some fucking shit, and you'd be like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Well, I have a movie to show you that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, right? Now we're going <laughs> to hand this material over to, you know, I don't know, Karen Kusama or Jordan Peele, and we're going to have something great. Who knows? So, yeah. Um, but I was not wild about it, which is Got it. a shame. Um, did I talk about Watson and Holmes? No, is it as bad as everybody says it is? I thought it was fine. It was mostly just boring. Okay. I don't understand the... Yeah, the the hatred for that one was fierce. Yeah, it's just kind of like it exists. Okay. (laughs) I didn't need it. Um, We're going to talk about us. So you'll be... I think you'll be happy about this one. I finally watched The Stepfather. The original? I feel like that's... Yeah, I feel like that's a movie that you like, right? Yeah, yeah. it's been a very long time since I've seen it, and I get part one and two confused with each other all the time, 
Oh, but I can see why because they're very similar. As I watched both of them, I think the only isn't the only difference. Like in the first movie, it's a daughter, and then the second movie, it's a son, right? Yeah, the second movie it is um, Jonathan. Brandis? Is it Jonathan Brandis? It is Jonathan yeah. Brandis. I always re- I always picture it being Jonathan Brandis, and then I think I'm wrong, and that I'm misremembering it. But it is Jonathan Brandis. In in the first one, it's very much his relationship with um, the, the 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 stepdaughter and and right. stuff. And it doesn't really do as much with that in the second one. But yeah, they are the beats are very similar, yeah. obviously. Um, it also not filmed here, but takes place in like a suburb of Seattle, which cool. was fun. Very cool. But obviously not really here. I think it was Canada. So but, what did you think of the Stepfather series? The first one, I, I was really surprised. Yeah. Um, I liked it a lot. It's that great suburban horror that... Like, it just, psychologically, it's just doing something very specific, and I think it does it really well, because Terry O'Quinn is so good. He's he's really good in it, and there's that moment where um, he, he's finally been had, and he he yells, oh, yeah. I don't know who I'm supposed to be yeah, here. who am I and, again? Yeah. And, and it, like, fucking gave me chills. Yep. It was crazy. Like, so crazy that that's in a movie. I don't know. And yeah. I was like... This just this that alone, and then he hits her with the phone. I don't know. It like skyrocketed it from like good to like oh, I will always reference this movie. Right, right. So I was excited. I was like, okay, well, yeah, let's just let's watch the second one. And it, it doesn't. It, it never like gets into that gear. Okay. But I don't know. Hmm. I would I would never say don't watch those movies. I think they're on Amazon. There, I think that's right because I know I keep seeing them go by. I'm just looking at the cat, like the going, pulling it back in my head. And I had remembered it as, I'm like, and isn't Denise Crosby the wife in the second one? But no, I'm close. It's Meg Foster. And yes, I always get the two Meg confused. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she's Meg Foster and great. Yeah. And it's nice to see her in a movie, not being, speaking of masculine. <laughs> yes. Not, not playing like, crazy eyes. Yeah. She's like, a, like a level-headed, nice mm-hmm. lady. And that was nice to see her play that. Yeah, she did not always um, get that opportunity. Yeah, so that was that was fun, but yeah. Got it. Um I had high hopes. Oh, and um Caroline Williams is in it too. Love her. As as like the friend. Ugh. I could, now you're so, making me want to rewatch Stepfather 2, even though you're so saying I'm it's seeing, not good. I'm seeing the cast. Well, it might be a might have been an expectation thing. Sure. Because you have oh Meg Foster, Caroline Williams, oh young Jonathan Brandis, what's going on? This is the yeah. best movie ever. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> well, maybe it's not that. <laughs> um, and then the last time I will ask you, did I talk about this already? Because that was my last holdover stuff. Did we talk about Assassination Nation? We did, yes. And we've said <laughs> that we need to cover it sometime in the future. I can't stop thinking about it. But that's, oh, that's exciting. That is it for that. Okay, and then I just have a few that I've watched since then. I know it's just the what we've been watching show, but I still feel guilty. <laughs> but, no, you girl. You take your time. It is Sunday. I have a beef stew slow cooking as we record. So I got time. Okay. Um, There's some interesting ones in this list that I'm actually really excited to talk to you about. Um, So for like a minute, everybody was screaming about how there was a new Blumhouse movie um, on Netflix called Mercy Black. Do you were you a part of that? Uh, apparently not, because I'm none of what you're saying. Uh, there are some words that I know, but not when you put them all together. <laughs> Netflix. Um, so there was a movie that, like, so my Netflix 
won't shut up about Netflix originals. They're like, oh, no, oh yeah, that's all. Netflix. Would you like me to tell you about this Netflix original that you have no interest mm-hmm. in for three weeks? But this movie, Mercy Black, was like a net. I think it was a Netflix release, and like it didn't show up anywhere. Like all of a sudden, the internet was like, "Hey, did everybody just get this movie?" And it's not. There's no trailer for it. Like it's not suggesting it. It was weird. But um, we watched it. You should watch it. It's, oh, it's good. I look good is a big word. Um, so the main woman in it is just mesmerizing. She's beautiful and she's fun to watch and she's so seems so cool and she was just really good at the character. So I enjoyed it for that reason. There is it does two or three interesting things. The right. rest of it is pretty rote territory. The basic premise and this is not spoiling anything is basically what we're going to make a movie about like a slender man type character, but it's not going to be slender man and we're going to treat it like like it's like it's it's about kids who do a thing for a fake creature and the whole movie is like is this thing actually really fake though hmm. okay it, it's an interesting premise and sure. it's an interesting take on that kind of like modern internet folklore creepy thing um but it, there's some boring shit in it too okay all right well not, it's like an hour and a half so i'll, I'll give it a go it, it does like this really specifically cool thing that honestly is <laughs> worth the price of admission nice. in my opinion. Um, have you ever seen Case 39? I have seen Case 39. Case what 39. Oh really? gosh. Here's what I love about Case 39. It, um, there, the, the actress in that Jody something, I think, right? The little girl. The li- yeah, from Silent Hill. Yeah, so she was in Silent Hill, she was in Case 39, and she was in Cabin in the Woods. And she was playing, like, the creepy little girl in all of them. Both, Sil- not Silent Hill, both Cabin in the Woods and Case 39 were shelved for, like, two and a half years. And so by the time they came out, I was so confused about this little girl. I'm like, she's not aging. She's, she's been the same aging. age forever. And the other part to that is every time I see her in a movie, and then I see... um. Oh, the little girl who plays uh, Esther in Orphan. I always feel like they must have auditioned for the same part every time. Isabel Furman, that's Probably. her name. And like Isabel Furman, I think like is just is so good and just was getting all the parts that I bet this other actress hates her so much. But um, yeah, Case Thirty Nine is not very good. It's confusing. Yeah, and there's like elements of it that are strong yeah. like the opening yep. scene i remember being like oh that's good like the opening it's like this couple that's a bit like trying to kill their daughter and you're like oh what's going on um but it's there's like crazy yeah. cgi happening right yeah. there's a couple cool parts but most of most of the time it's really confusing and it sets up these rules that it doesn't always follow yeah, this all sounds and that remember, doesn't I remember really makes sense mm-hmm. but like bradley cooper's in it doesn't he get and, like um, cgi bead Yes, yes. It's, like, it's like a hornet scene, but there are parts of that that I would argue are really good CGI and look really effective. Oh, interesting. It and it so that there are parts that they're like, oh my god, that's cool, but then you're like, oh wait, I'm still <laughs> watching this movie. <laughs> um, I don't know. Nice. It's a weird movie. I'm kind of glad we watched it because it's it's it. You know what it feels like, and I would need to look at dates, but you would probably know better than me. It feels like a direct, um spin-off not that's not the right word but it feels like it exists because of the ring 
I I agree. No, I do agree. It's that era of Hollywood making horror thrillers, like trying to take them seriously, like with real actors, maybe rated R, maybe PG-13, but like going with that sort. It's a, it is, it's a J-horror feeling to that movie, even though it's obviously a very American movie. Yeah, it felt, there were so many things that like, were like, oh, this has a real ring vibe yeah, to it. Yeah, I get that. Which, which which was which was interesting. Again, very interesting, but the end product is not no, <laughs> not live up to its potential. Nope. Um, went and saw Shazam. What'd you think? I know you I, had very strong opinions about some things. I saw some stuff on Twitter. I there was a part of it like I I think I've I've said enough. I'm, I'm done talking about. There's there's just like a throwaway line that really rubbed me the wrong way. Mm. Um, it was it just felt mean mean spirited. Okay. Um, which no, I've seen, I've talked to so many people that didn't even notice it. It's just yeah. what people tend to be sensitive towards. Yeah. I have read that it is fat phobic and that it is, it tries to erase disability. I've read that from, from people who self classify as fat okay. and people who say that they have a physical challenge. So like I, they're saying that, listen yeah. to them. Yeah. Kind of thing. Did, did did I immediately pick up on that? Not to the degree that it took me out like like another thing did, but I I did think like, "Oh, are they trying like there's a weird erasure in this." Mm. But like if people are then coming and saying it offended me, I'm going to believe you because sure. you were the one you were the one who was offend like who felt bothered by this. But, I mean, there were a couple gags that paid off. It looked okay, mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the kids in it, boy, they're great. Okay. Um, but, like, I don't really like Zachary Levi, except when he's in Marvelous Miss Maisel. Um, I don't like him. I don't find him charismatic or attractive like people do. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, already that was kind of a challenge. Sure. Um, I don't know that I've ever actually seen him in anything, but... Yeah, he he shows up in things. And yeah, I, I just think like he's him. never shown up in anything that my eyes have yeah, fallen on. I could see how you could miss him if you didn't watch I mean, the, I didn't watch Chuck. I haven't watched I Marvelous Miss Maisel because I'm tired yeah. of people telling me to watch it. It's so good, though. Everybody um, keeps saying that. Um, it so Oh, point, Alias Grace. I guess I saw him in that. That was it. Yeah, he was fine in that. Yeah, he's... Yeah. So the next thing I I watched was Infinity War, and I'm not really going to talk about that, but I will say at this point, I, ooh, it's really hard to say this without vomiting, Um, (laughs) I kind of prefer the DC movies over the Marvel movies. Whoa. Which Um, is, it's only hard for me to admit because of how bad, in my opinion, Superman and Batman v Superman and... Um, Justice League was. Those Man were so feel. bad. Yeah. So, oh yeah, exactly. Yes. They, I, I, for me, nothing redeemable in those movies. But would you, you for you, the ones you like were what? Aquaman, Suicide Aquaman. Squad. Yeah, Aquaman, Suicide Squad. This was okay, but um, I the Marvel movies for me are just they're 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 going way too by a, f- a formula at this yeah, point. I get it, and I. I'm having a tough time. Like, there are cool parts of Infinity War. So, I we watch Infinity War because obviously Endgame's coming out yep. soon. And we bought tickets for it and we're going to see it. It's kind of at this point, like, I need to see this through. 
Yeah, and I think it is, uh, I mean, I, I think the franchise itself is also, I'd agree, I think it's overstated, it's welcome a little bit. I'm ready for it to be over. I'm ready to not have to feel like I have to go see Spider-Man in order to see Black Panther. Um, for me, it's always been, because I'm not a comic book person, so the movies have been plainly, do I want to see that movie? Do I want to see yeah. Thor 2? Yeah. No, I don't, but do I want to see Thor 3? Yeah, Takeda, um what Dini directed it yes I want to see that one and it's been such a pain to kind of have to feel like oh well I have to have had seen Iron Man 2 to see this, this other one and I'm ready to just sit back and be like oh there's another Black Panther movie I'll go see that there's another Spider-Man movie I don't need to see that and yeah. right now you can't because everything is so connected everything is very connected um and oh. at first I really liked that because I, sure. I do like there's I do like that reward factor of it mm-hmm. to um, to fans, which I appreciate, but I'm not somebody that needs to see all. No, I know, and and I'll, I'm going to mention Stephen King, and we'll talk about that in oh. a minute. Oh, I um, think we will then. Okay, I have something. Uh, oh boy! Oh no! Um, so when I was reading Stephen King books when I was a kid, I loved when like characters and places yeah. would be in one Cross book and then another. And show up. Sure. So like I, that's like deeply ingrained in me is something I respond positively to. Well, it's also, it's our generation of being, it's like the fandom generation, I think, in a sense, where we invested so much energy and emotional satisfaction in comics and in books and in movies so that when it felt like the people making those understood that and talked to us directly, it felt really good and validating. Yes, I, I I completely agree with that, and I, I just somewhere along the line, and I think for me, there's been some misses in the Marvel verse, mm-hmm. but for me, it really fell apart with Civil War. Um, I felt like, oh, this. I remember sitting in the theater watching it, going like, this isn't for me anymore. Interesting. And and I've not been able to shake that feeling. Granted, there's been some highs sure. since then because it doesn't. Black Panther is after Civil War, yeah, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah, I mean Black Panther, I I liked, and I think it did break the formula a little bit. It still held to some of it, but I think it was able to break it a little bit because mm-hmm. Black Panther had already been in movies. Like yes. you didn't have to start from scratch. You didn't have an it. origin story. Yes. Which which was good, and I liked learning about like a different place. Yep. And Thor Thor three was obviously a high, um, but like, I this I don't know this end game. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for it to it. end. I'm yeah. yeah, and like I don't know. But anyways, Shazam. I, at this point, I would rather just go see a DC movie than just go see a Marvel movie. It feels like the returns are higher for me okay. on a on a DC movie. And I made my mom watch Aquaman cuz spoiler did it, Annabelle is in it. Did I say that on this show? Annabelle the doll is in The doll. Oh my god, it? you did not. I need to see Sorry. Aquaman. So, Aquaman, no, you gave me a reason to go see to go can, rent Aquaman eventually. Can I tell you that Annabelle's in Shazam too? Oh, that's pretty great. So, Annabelle is now deeply embedded within the DC So movie now the universe. Conjuring universe is part of the DC universe. Motherfucker, you better believe Which it. Which is but... also probably part of the Fast and the Furious universe, because you've got yep. the James Wan connection. Yep. Which, oh, the bigger question, how can we fold in the Step Up universe? Easy. Let's just think about it. It's so Take easy. a minute. Yeah. Let me get a board and oh some God, string. I want to see Annabelle dancing. Okay. So, <laughs> so Annabelle shows up, and she's like, a little, e- I guess this is what you would really call an Easter egg. People don't know what that word means anymore. But um, <laughs> happy Easter just, today, by the way, everybody. 
happy Easter. Yeah. She she shows up in like the corner of an ocean scene, and we saw Aquaman in like super big mega Dolby yeah, IMAX, yeah. and she was like right there, and I was like, <gasps> it's Annabelle. <laughs> and so I t- my mom's obsessed with Annabelle, so I told her, oh, Aquaman was really good, and she was like, meh. And I was like, but you you should watch it because just for Annabelle. Annabelle shows up, and she was like, oh my god. The other day I called her just to like check on something stupid and she was like in tears and i was like what is wrong with you she's like i just watched aquaman it was the most amazing movie i've ever seen oh so this is another high recommend for, if you're sleeping on aquaman there is this i've said There's this a, before you just i mean i was gonna see it anyway mostly for two, first it was gonna be for a shirtless jason momoa then it was gonna be for nicole kidman being like nicole a kidman. badass yep. sea witch and now you've given me the main reason which is for annabelle but i'm just waiting it just needs to be available to me and then i will watch it yes that there's this really cool scene in a boat with monsters that looks like a horror movie. That's all. Well, I love um, James Wan. I've always rooted for him. And I'm like proud of him that he's like made it. It's really good. Uh, but anyways, um, so have you been watching those Hulu little, those Hulu horror movies? I don't know why I was about to call them little. That's the <laughs> uh, I don't know which oh, ones no, you speak of. Month. Like which ones? They put them out for every month. It's like, uh, oh fuck. What's the, there's like a, they're called something. The, but the one, the first one, I believe, is called The Body, and it came out last Halloween. Okay. Nope. No, they've been, like, releasing them one per month, I think. And, oh, and then the one, there's that Christmassy one that's, like, it starts with a P. I believe I you, but I have no idea what you're talking Damn about. It. I wish you had been watching them so you could tell me if I should keep watching them. <laughs> <laughs> the, so the first one is the body, and it's about a dude that drags a body around with him all okay. Halloween night. People think it's part of a costume at first, um, but it's not. Okay. And um, I'm trying to find. Are these full length movies? Yeah. Okay. Oh man. Um, it, you know what? Just so you know, hard to search for the body on on IMDb. <laughs> Too many things. <laughs> Too many things come up. Buffy episode. Um, yeah. Anyways, I watched the first one and it wasn't thrilling, so I wasn't sure if I should continue to watch them. The Christmas one looked fun, and it's that weird little. Um, it's it's about some kind of like Christmas toy or Christmas monster. Okay. I don't know. Hmm. Um. Well, if anybody is listening. To this- <laughs> And you know what I'm talking about. Please tell me if I should keep watching them. Um, oh my god, I have the best movie to talk about. <gasps> have Have you heard of this movie? It is called The Wind. Um, it sounds vaguely familiar. I definitely haven't seen it. But what is it, The Wind? It apparently went over real big at TIFF. It, it's on VOD now. Um, okay. It's. I don't think it's like like streaming on your Netflixes or your Okay, your I see it's a female director and a female writer. That's cool. It it was so good. Huh. It was so good. It was amazing. I, we so it's set like in like frontier days. Okay. Um like um and I don't t- typically love like pioneer style time periods. And <laughs> it's I, not really Yeah, and I like anything that is set before cell phones, so I <laughs> it's not really my jam. So Zach read me the synopsis for it. And I was like, why are you even wasting my time with this? I don't want this. And then he said it was directed by and written by women. And mm-hmm. I was like, and she, it's a female lead. And I was like, oh, well, 
actually, this this could be interesting then. And it is, it's so fucking good, Emily. Ooh. You need to watch it. I will. I, I will. I don't want to tell you anything about it or okay. spoil anything, but it definitely has that, like, you need to talk about it after, where okay. you're like, well, wait. When this happened, did that mean that? Um, and it's very, like, psychological. and Okay. Um, I see it's rentable on Amazon. Yeah. Um, I will I will try to watch it soon. If it's... I get time to, I'll go ahead and pay for it so that I can feel like I'm paying for something of note. So. It's just really good. Um, so, And I've seen a lot of people have really been enjoying it on the internet, too. Well, the important so thing I'm is glad... that you enjoyed it. It's really good. Uh, it's got, like, that, like a like a... You know how we do that thing in horror where we're like, um, is it really scary or is this bitch crazy? Like, mm-hmm. bitches, bitches be crazy. When a when a woman does that, like with the Babadook, it's it's very interesting. Yeah. Because I don't feel like we've had it from that angle. Yeah, I I, I hear you. I do. So it's it's interesting to get like a a real deep dive mm. into. Like and and the, and the setting is really serves the story, nice. which, oh man! So that's me gushing over that. I'll be okay, quiet. cool. Um, did you watch the movie where people are quiet on Netflix? It's called The Silence. I did watch The Silence. So, I read the book The Silence. So that, okay, because I I I I knew you had read the book because the book is what everybody was like. Hey. Quiet Place. Did you realize there was a book that's just like this? Yep. When I saw the trailer for A Quiet Place, I thought it was an adaptation of The Silence, and then I realized it wasn't, and that they still made the adaptation of The Silence. I'm like, oh, that's not going to go over well. And then not only does it come out on Netflix after A Quiet Place, it also comes out after Bird Box, and it had everything going against it. Yeah. And I was still like, I was rooting for this movie because I liked Wish Upon, so I like this director. Yes, I liked Wish Upon too. Somebody came into my look. Don't come at me on Twitter and tell me they were like, yeah, well, of course you didn't like it, and then listed bad movies that this director had done, and then so I listed good movies yeah. that this director had He's done, done some really and they were like Annabelle too. They the were first like, Annabelle, not well, Annabelle number two, Annabelle T O O, which I liked. Yeah, me too. And then they were like. Well, I'm not talking about those movies. You just came in here and started talking about... Look, like, Butterfly Effect you... 2, he also did, and that is terrible. And But this guy has chops. I really wanted The Silence to be good. It has yeah. Stanley motherfucking Tucci as the lead. You know how much I'm attracted to Stanley motherfucking Tucci. I know. It's really... it... It was disappointing. It was. Te- I thought it was terrible. I thought it was really bad. I was really confused. Yeah. It felt... It felt like I and I get it. People, I went and searched for it, the tag on Twitter to see what people were saying, and people people were like, "Why did this movie rip off Bird Box?" Yeah. But yeah. like, I don't know. That's neither here nor there. Right. But right. it was very Bird Boxian, and and I I I didn't hate Bird Box. I liked it more than A Quiet Place. But like, it just sucks to have something happen in such close proximity. It was such poor luck for this movie. This movie, And was, I think this movie was filmed like a, two years ago. It was filmed yeah. and shelved and then Netflix bought it. And it makes sense for Netflix's model because it's kind of like, a oh, Bird Box worked. We'll throw this one on there too. The yeah. shame is just that it is... It's There are two things that I thought were so atrocious about it. One is the 
passage of time or the <gasps> no passage? Emily, right? what was even happening? It is so poorly established. Like, all of a sudden, they're on the road in a car, and you're like, wait, how long has it been? Has it been a week? Has it been a month? Like, And, and that is important. It's because so I need important. to know how much you know and what yeah. you've seen. There's you a realize. crazy cult at a certain point, 20 minutes from the end of the movie, we meet a crazy cult. And you're like, well, but uh, is there a reason to be a crazy cult yet? Like, suddenly it's they been, care about her fertility? Week. Has it been a week or has it been two years? I don't know. And the other thing that I thought was really like, look, say what you want about A Quiet Place, but respect the movie for casting a deaf actress to play a deaf character. Right. I know. it. That, that bothered me so oh, much. yeah. And because at some points they just, like, full on don't even bother signing. Everybody's no. just talking. They're whispering the entire time. Kiernan Chipka, I love you. You're you're gonna have a great career. You should not have been cast in this part. Um, and like even the very beginning, and I think I'm trying to remember because I read the book, and it's a similar thing where like she goes deaf from a car accident, so she is like she had spoken before. But mm-hmm. in the book, I don't think she does speak. I think she signs the whole time. Yeah. And like when you first meet Allie in this movie, there's like characters making fun of her as if she talks funny because she's deaf. And then she talks like Sally Draper the entire time. And you're like, wow, that's really not how a deaf person would handle this, I don't think. And and that's cool if she's, like, the best lip reader. But they establish in the movie that she has been been without hearing for three years. I I don't know if that's the lead time on becoming an expert level. (laughs) Or that, I don't know if you're aware, but apparently if you're a really good lip reader, you don't even have to look at a person when they're talking to know what they're saying. It was was really... It was really treated like an afterthought, which is strange because it seems to be such an important thing. And it's what makes the book really strong because it does, you know, and it's why A Quiet Place did the same thing. Because it's this, oh, wait, here's a spin on this situation where this disability is actually a strength and your whole family has it because they've grown, grown up with this too. You guys have an edge in this case. And it's just this movie is just not good at all. Yeah, it's there's a lot wrong with yeah, it. Yeah, so much. I didn't, I didn't like it. <laughs> so yeah, that's the silence, everybody. Hey, yeah, so, don't watch it. Um, I saw Planet of the Apes, the actual original Planet oh, of the Apes. Oh, isn't it good? Yeah, it is. I think it's so. I it's written by Rod Serling, and I feel like you can tell. Yes, I do this a lot where I'm like, and I, I think I did it with like Pink Flamingos was something that I remember mm. distinctly going, well, I don't need to watch that because I already understand. I already know the references. Right, right, right. And then you watch it and you're like, fuck, man. Oh, wow. yeah. It's actually, <laughs> it's smarter than I think yeah. we, we imagine it to be. It's, it has a lot going on philosophically. I, I liked it a lot. It was yeah. very enjoyable. We watched the, um, I don't think this is on my list, but I just remembered. We watched the um, Tim Burton one. Ooh, yeah. After. Yeah. Which isn't that bad. Um, it, sure? There are good... I've, I only saw it the one time in the theater, and I remember feeling as though it was that bad. But No, it's really, I honestly don't think it is. The end makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And I watched videos to try to explain the end to me. <laughs> I still don't get it. I still don't think it, it's, I thought, I kind of thought it was a pointless, like, shock, mm. like the how, you know, it was Earth all along in the original with the, right. with the Statue of Liberty. They just wanted to do something similar, but it doesn't really even make sense. There's a really cute monkey in this one. Mm. Um, the little guy in a spacesuit. I think the makeup is exceptional. Um, yeah. 
some of it is fun and interesting and different. It feels like it goes out of its way to try to explain a couple of the things that didn't make sense from the I think original. that was the movie explaining it to Mark Wahlberg. So that he kind of understood what he was doing. In oh, the movie. he's obviously the worst he's thing. So terrible. Um, without question. But there, like Tim Roth is—that's his name. That sounded weird when I said it. He's a monkey in it. Oh, and so. yeah, he's great in it, isn't he? He's—he's he's great. I remember and, like, him being Michael, fantastic. Michael Clark Duncan is in it, and he's great. Like, there's some interesting shit in it, and like the the reveal of like what actually happened and why there are apes talking Mm -hmm. i thought was good and i was like i like this angle but and it didn't feel like a tim burton i mean helen helen and bottom connor is in it well this is this this is when he left her for was no this is when he left lisa marie for her yeah they met in this movie but like it feels like i mean in lisa marie's in this movie yep yep. um, that must have been awkward yeah it feels like i don't know it doesn't feel like a tim burton movie in the way that we think of them today no by no means but I don't know. It I might have been I, like his last non-Tim Burton Burton movie. I watched a video that did say that that yeah. this was like the bridge to. Yep. Because after what, this, what, it was like Big yeah. Fish and onward. Yeah. Um. But I didn't hate it. Interesting. I don't know. Um. Let's see. So do you? You're. Are you? You watch. You watch Drag Race. I don't know why I asked you like that. It. Come on. So last last season, which was All Stars Four, they did the snatch game as a match game. Yes, and they um, it was very bad. But mm-hmm. one of the worst or most disappointing turns I thought was Valentina's turn as Eartha Kitt. Yes, I thought it was, it was painful to watch and didn't make any sense. So through listening to the Drag Race podcast that I listened to. Alaska pointed out that she was doing an impression of Eartha Kitt from the Emperor's New Groove through a portion of it. <laughs> that is the most millennial thing I've ever heard, but interesting. <laughs> so I watched the Emperor's New Groove. Okay. And she, oh my God. It. That's 100% what wow. she Wow. Like. Huh. Who knew? So I guess because Alaska is a, a little bit on the younger side, um, New, like picked up that that was what she was doing it didn't play at all no no it did not and and like even though i'm not as old as rupaul obviously rue didn't understand what her references right because i mean that was post our generation of watching disney movies yep it was certainly post rupaul's familiarity with it and it's so weird that valentina went mm, eartha kit yes she <laughs> was that 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 villainous character in the Emperor's New Groove. Let's let's use that well, as because Valentina, who's probably about ten years younger than us, probably yeah. like that was probably her Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So how was the Emperor's New Groove? It was goofy, and it was it, it is a really weird period of Disney. Oh yeah. Where like they were trying it was everything. Fun. It was kind of fun and frivolous. Yep. It wasn't like the goal was to make you cry and want to run out into the street. <laughs> the goal for Disney <laughs> was to get away from princesses and find boy fans, yeah. and so they threw everything at Emperor's New Groove and the Treasure Island movie. Like they just kept trying, and boys were not buying it. Yeah, it, it. I mean, it is weird to see it though, and not and have somebody not die in the first ten minutes, or like <laughs> it was just like yeah. a funny, silly, frivolous, goofy what movie. A different era. No, you're right. And um, I wouldn't recommend watching it. I just wanted to get that cultural sure. reference. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Um, 
uh, rounding rounding the end here. I watched Hellboy, the new one. What did you think of it? Um, it's not getting a lot of love. Pretty uh, is as hyper violent as it is in some scenes. It manages to be boring. Ooh. I I thought Mila was great. I thought Mila was like like really good. Um, which was nice. I love her and I want success for her. Same. There, um, I didn't, I wasn't sold on David Harbour being cast Aww, as Hellboy from the I jump. Like and I didn't, and I, I walked away going like, no, he shouldn't have been Hellboy. Oh. But like, I, but also that could be the direction. Sure. Like, don't, like, maybe, maybe he's a great Hellboy, but like, as someone who's read some, some Hellboy books, I even think Ron Perlman was a little too wisecracky. Interesting. But, like, they made David Harbour be wisecracky, too. But the rest, the movie, oh, my God, I've never been in such a silent movie theater. None of the jokes landed. Ooh, awkward. So it wasn't just me. None of the jokes landed. Yeah. None of the jokes hit like jokes. But they're positioned in the film like jokes. So they give you a minute to laugh and react to it. Ooh. But no one was laughing. So it was really obvious. Yeah, that's a shame. I don't know. It, it's a weird oddity. It's Neil Marshall, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. People are like, this is going to be a cult movie someday, and I'm <laughs> and I'm thinking like, well, maybe because I think people are going to immediately forget about it, and then they're going to f- rediscover it and go like, how the fuck did this movie get made? Ooh, yeah. But that's my that's my review of. I didn't hate it the way some people are. Okay, really. you were just not a fan. The effects are really bad. Yeah. Oh, what a shame. Yeah, I I I feel so feel that way as well. Yeah. Um, this movie is a throwaway, but I'll mention I watched it. I watched a, a tornado movie called Into the Storm. I definitely have heard that title. Is it like made for TV of some sort? No, it it was it had people in it. Oh, well, that's, um, that's helpful for a movie. The main storm chaser lady was Lori from The Walking Dead. I don't know her. Oh, Sarah something. Give a name. I always root for that actress because I feel so bad for her because she played the worst character ever on The Walking Dead. And it wasn't her fault. She was fine on that show. But that show wrote that character so ridiculously Mm -hmm. that I've always just felt like, as an actor, what do you do with that? Yep. And it's a shame because now this is the second thing I've seen her in that's not The Walking Dead. And it just, this is another, like, not really likable character. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what's is it? Richard Armitage? Is that that really hot guy that's in those Hobbit movies? I have no idea, but now I want to see if he's hot. I don't know. If that's, his last name's definitely Armitage, but I might have said the wrong first name. He is a very handsome man. He is in this movie. You and are right. I, it is uh, Richard, Har- Richard Armitage. Armitage. And oh, for those looking. of you who didn't get to the third season of Hannibal, first of all, why? But second of all, he's... Um, Francis Dollarhide in the That's third right, season. He is. And really, really, really enjoy looking at that guy. Mm-hmm. But this hurricane heist, this is not. Which <laughs> um, is uh, tough to live up to. But it's got tornadoes in it. One At one point, it's got a fire tornado. So, I mean. Okay. Okay. I, I, think it, I think it was streaming somewhere. I don't know why we watched it. It sounds very made for sci fi, but. I know, but it's not. Um, like even the so, cover for it on IMDb, like no, you're right. It totally looks like one of those, you know, like Jason Priestley should play a leading part in this movie. 
No, it's like a. It felt like I think it was a real movie. Okay. Like it felt like a real movie. I don't know. Um, have you ever seen the Adam Green movie Digging Up the Marrow? I have not. Um, it is on Shutter. Um, it is infuriating, and I want to talk oh, to you about it boy. till the end of my life. Oh man, is it just is it Adam Green being problematic with women again? No. Oh, you know, yes, but um, that's not what it's all about. It's like, um, I've read that it was a mockumentary, but I don't know. It was just a fake documentary. I don't know if I would call it a a mockumentary, but like he, so Ray Wise is in it. Who I love. Who, again, honestly worth the price. Mm, Show up for him. Just know it's going to suck. But so, but it's the the reason why it suck it sucks is maybe not what you would think. The premise is really cool. Um, some of the stuff in it is really interesting. But basically, it's Adam Green plays Adam Green, and it's documenting him as he interacts with Ray Wise, who's playing a character of a man who has evidence that there are actually monsters. Okay. And it's Adam Green as Adam Green, like doing a documentary and filming his interactions with this guy who claims to be there's actually monsters out in the world okay and Um, but it for you it just made you very angry it was like it was like 88 minutes of of adam green pushing his television show and it like i feel like if you look vanity project up in the dictionary (laughs) what's next to it but and and it's like it's like adam green went i cannot believe that the man in this movie is really who this man is. I feel like he went out of his way to be dislikable, and I don't understand. Interesting. He could be so nice. Like, he's from where I'm from. <laughs> he He's around my age. We clearly have similar interests. This guy should be awesome. But it feels like he fights against his, like, inherent... Likeability. Like, a- a- appeal, yeah. And he's like, I'm terrible. So the character of you in this movie is very dislikable. Why did you do that? I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird movie. All right. I, I will watch it, I guess. I, I Ray Wise is so good in it, though. I love him. I will watch. I, I will I will go show up for him, as he said. It, it's such a weird movie. Um, let's see. I am going to skip this, and I would rather talk to you about Pet Cemetery. Okay. So, yeah, I saw it last night. Oh my god, me too! What? What time did you go see it? Uh, six o'clock. Okay, it was six thirty New York time for me. Well, so we weren't like, quite like you were watching the beginning of it while I was watching the end of it, probably. Yeah, we yeah. like, but like, yeah, but it was still there. That's really neat. That I am ter- I'm terrified about what you're going to say about this movie. Um. Okay. So I. Oh no. No, no, no. It's. I would say. Well, you might be terrified. I'm. I'm wondering. Did you really like it? I hated it. Oh, so uh, my review is it was fine. I I have never seen a movie with such little point of view. It is mm. so bland and yeah. it is so blah. And there's no like thesis or through line or like idea that you're supposed to latch onto. It is it, it is nothing. It is so. Ugh. I yep. am, and you know that I love that original one. Yes, and I do too. Like I think the original is a very flawed movie, but there are things in that original that are incredible. Fred Gwynn in that movie is oh. elevates that movie to a different place. Um, 
the I saw that movie in the theaters when I was seven. Oh, I it think I know that. Did give me nightmares. <laughs> I used to dream that Gage and Chucky teamed up and would hunt me. Yep. Um. So it was, and be, and I also had this like weird thing where I loved Fred Gwynn because he wrote children's books and I used to read them, and Aww. so I knew who Fred Gwynn was going into that movie. I'm like, oh, he wrote a chocolate mousse for dinner. So seeing him die horribly was very upsetting to seven year old me. Um. <laughs> But at the same time, I've also read the book, and I think there is a great adaptation of that book to be made. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's not as adaptable as as I think. Because mm-hmm. um, I think this movie captured some things of the book pretty well. Um, but for me, it was fine. I, I, I couldn't figure out what was making me so mad until I, like kind of sat and thought about it okay it it's so my mom hated the ending she oh and i liked me. the ending to me that was like one she, thing that was like oh, okay that was a choice it was but at like, least interesting yeah i liked when they made choices that was important so my mom didn't like it and she she didn't want to spoil it for me so she's just like i'll talk to you once you see it i'll tell you i'll tell you why yeah. but she apparently read something that said there were multiple different endings and this one tested well i have i think they did the original ending of the book which is similar to the original ending of the movie um and then did this one as well so okay. yeah this was it was a case where they had two endings and they went by the one that tested better but but here's the thing this ending was not set up at all. There's nothing to indicate that this is going to happen. Mm. So it comes out of nowhere. And again, look, look, I get it. Not every horror movie has to be saying something, but when it's saying nothing, everything else has to be really good. Mm. Yeah, and, that's fair. Every, and everything else wasn't good. It wasn't interesting visually. Yeah. So, and it like, it like planted ideas, but never paid them off. It, it was so fucking strange. And, so in the book, is it – I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. Um, so, I mean, we can't – like, why don't we – we can say this is going to be a little bit of a spoiler on Pet Cemetery. I wouldn't say what the end is. But, yes. like, I was just curious. But, well, like, but I think there's a big thing about this movie going in, and I uh, – look, I went in and I saw the second trailer for this movie. My husband did not. So this movie makes a choice that is not in the book, that is not in the first movie. And it's a – oh. Okay. So that choice, if you went in not knowing it, did you like that would have been really cool to not know. The trailer was ridiculous in that the, the second trailer for this movie gave everything about this movie away. I knew that it was going to be different in the way that we're talking about. Okay. I I didn't that wasn't that wasn't like a negative for me. I didn't not that I didn't care, but like if it's good, it's good. I see why they did it, and I think that the I think that the things that they were able to achieve by making that choice was interesting, but also not used well. Mm-hmm. Sure, because because it's still at one point an adult looks like they're fighting a pillowcase. It's <laughs> weird. Like if you throw in an if you throw like this is what I said to Zach. Like um, when what's that one dude is like getting attacked by animal. And Muppets take Manhattan. Like you're <laughs> fighting with a Muppet. It's it's weird. But I was okay. It's like I was okay with every choice they made, but it never added up to anything. That's fair. Yeah. Which is so strange. Like at the, when it first opens, I have so much to say about this movie. When it first opens, you have Rachel and Lewis talking about how to handle like 
death. Breaking death to a kid, yeah. And, and like, but that never comes up. No. You don't, you establish Lewis as this person who doesn't believe in an afterlife and doesn't really believe in yeah. anything. And Rachel, who almost feels like she has to because that's the only way she can escape her guilt but that's never paid off it never comes and you know as you're saying all this it makes me think man you know what would have been really cool if they had switched the rachel and lewis parts because keep rachel as the person who says i there there's life after death i don't want to face it all this but then then it's her then she should have been the one making those decisions yes right and yeah and they and when so I, I think the movie sets up that the the forest is calling to them to tell them to make bad mm-hmm. decisions, but I don't feel like that's really clear or paid off well. Right. Um, I think when they when Lewis buries Church, none of this is spoilers. When Lewis buries Church and um, Judd is like, he's your pet now. I don't feel like that was paid off well no, enough. No. Zach said that they treated Church like a bad roommate. Like they never really. <laughs> dressed it and i i don't know there's that scene in the bathtub if you if you since you just saw it you probably know what i'm talking about i thought that was gonna be way cool there was so many things that could have been cool but it never it's like it didn't know what it was doing it was it just threw shit on a page and was like all right no it felt soulless that's fair yeah because it's very rushed it's very short it kind of doesn't yeah it doesn't really set up much and I think that's where that really hurts it is with Rachel's character. Um, because she's just kind of fran- so frantic from the get-go. And even the story of Zelda, which is one of like the best things of Mary Lambert's movie, in this one is tweaked in a way that I, I don't really get why it's tweaked that way other than for a really good gag, like one good kind of sight gag. Yeah. But at the same time, it's sort of... It's so it's it's really rushed. That aspect of it is just like, oh yeah, the story about my sister. Wait, you've never heard like why am I telling you the story about my sister that you've probably heard because you know about my sister, but I guess I'm just telling you right now because the audience hasn't heard about it. Exactly. A lot of it felt like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like like oh, we have to tell them now. Yep. And in the thing, I honestly, the way that they handled Zelda, I would have rather have been left out completely because Zach pointed out there was no real rise of tension. They no. got there and yeah. it was bad right away. No, you are entirely right. And I wonder, now these are the guys who did Starry Eyes, which I loved. I don't know. Did <gasps> Me you see too. I didn't did. know that. Oh, you didn't? This is this was why I was so excited to see this. Oh, I'm so sad. I'm sad now. I'm, well, that, and that's the thing. I was like, when I saw their names on it, I'm like, great. They're going to make, like, Starry Eyes is so dark. It is so, a it's brutal so fucking movie. And, like, great. Like, let's see what these guys can do. And I like Amy Simetz a lot. So I'm like, oh, good. They Me cast, too. like, a horror actress in this part. That's cool. And... I wonder how much of it was was a studio and how much of it was them thinking like, oh, I guess we have to like it felt like there were a lot of studio decisions, whether that was just them going along with it or whether they were making them or it was a studio. It just seemed like the guys who made Starry Eyes should have made a cooler pet cemetery. <gasps> now I'm going to tell Zach that it's going to blow his fucking mind. Oh, we yeah. love that movie. Yeah, me too. And it's like this doesn't feel like the same directing team at all. Mm-mm. And again, wow, it wasn't I terrible. Even... Like I, I thought, Jason Clark was good. Yeah. Um, I I liked the graveyard, like the design of when a child goes evil. Like the design, I thought certain things decisions there were good. There's a lot of like little kind of um, little jokes and little references that made me chuckle. Um, 
and it's both like in reference to the book in reference to the first film the fact that the little boy they cast as gage looks a lot like the original gage i thought was yeah. very like okay no that was a good choice yeah. um i love church obviously uh, oh my god but yes, MVP, MVP, MVP completely, movie. completely. End of like the um the promo circuit. I don't know if you've seen Ooh, pictures of him. Like, and it's like four different cats that they had played church, but I think there was like one cat that was apparently like the real like ladies man, like the cat that like has has the bug, I guess. Um, and like yeah, all the pictures of him in a little tie looking at the camera are so great. So, so I didn't cute. hate it. I'm I'm not angry at it, but I can totally understand and agree that boy, there was a better movie to be made here. For sure. A mi- there are a million yeah. divergent movies that could have been made. Well, I will stop talking about it. My one last complaint is I don't like when this movie had like sh- like payoffs. I'm using air quotes that aren't payoffs <laughs> unless you've seen the first movie. Fair. I don't very I fair. don't want that. Yeah. Get away from me with that. Oh yeah. Like and the I mean Achilles tendon is one of them. That there was like you wouldn't have known why that was tense. Yes. Unless you'd seen the first movie, which I don't, that doesn't make a good movie. Fair. I think referencing something is fun, but like ratcheting up tension by using people's expectations, assuming that they've seen the movie is stupid. Hmm. Sorry, that was mean. Guys, I liked, guys, I liked your movie, Starry Eyes a lot. (laughs) Make another one like that. I hope they do. Oh, me too. All right. Um, And we're, we're watching every Star Wars movie. Um, Okay. Oh God. Wait, I like, know. oh, okay. In we order, watched... chronological order or order of being made? Chron- chronological order, okay. not order of release. Okay. So we watched Phantom Menace last night. Yeah. How does that one age? I didn't like it when I first saw it. I don't like it now. Yeah. I... I don't I don't yeah. like Star Wars movies, but I feel like <laughs> I don't know enough about Palpatine to be excited about the new one. Fair. I get it. So, like, I gotta, I gotta. Well, and he's, he is the best thing in that movie, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He was kind of, he's the best thing in the prequels in general. But he, that, you know, if you watch it for him, then that might be the only way to survive watching those movies. Yeah, I'm definitely, there's an objective that I'm setting out to achieve. Cool. Yeah, that's it. Now talk about all, right, all yours. So next time I get to hear about Attack of the Clones. Ah! All right. So um, I naturally have a very classy selection of movies, starting with Made for Lifetime, um, available now on Amazon Prime, Imaginary Friend, starring Lacey Chabert and Ethan Embry. Oh, and Paul Sorvino, for some reason. This is a movie that I think um, our dear listeners, James and Barb, have been t- have talked about before. And it was, like, on Netflix and it disappeared from Netflix. So it's been one of those, like, kind of holy grail movies for me to find. And suddenly it appeared Mm -hmm. on Amazon. This movie is glorious. It's a Lifetime movie. Lacey Chabert, as a kid, had an imaginary friend. And now she's an adult and her imaginary friend is showing up again. And her husband is Ethan Embry. And he's trying to make her go crazy so that he can inherit all of her money. Um, so there's all this stuff going on. There's gaslighting. There's like, is she crazy? Is she not crazy? She also does angry art. So there's art montages. Um, she is constantly swimming and her makeup is not like going anywhere. So it's good for that. This movie is bonkers. I think you would like it. It's so, it's really stupid, but it's wonderful. And Ethan Embry is great in it. So it sounds like it could be kind of fun. It's really fun. It's so stupid. I loved it. And you can see certain things coming, but then it, like, it does things with those twists in a way that's pretty fun. So, hmm. high recommend for me. Um, did I talk about The Cottage? Hmm, it doesn't sound familiar, yeah, but that's I a pretty... I forgot about it last time. 
That's um, a pretty ick title. It, so this is a horror comedy from like oh, 2009 or so, I think. It is with um, Andy or Anthony? Andy. Yeah, Andy Circus, who I'm just going to say, weirdly sexy. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so this is um, him and his brother are kind of doing like a botched kidnapping gone wrong. Well, it's botched, so you know it went wrong. And they're holed up in a cabin somewhere. And what do you know, like near them is sort of a leather face-ish thing going on. Um, this is, it's funny. It's not, I don't know what it is. I think it, it's it doesn't fully understand how to really make its tone work. And the problem is, like, you start getting attached to characters right as it kind of goes all out and just brutally murdering them. Mm. Um, but it is very funny. He's great in it. Um, the actress in it is just playing, like, kind of like your worst kidnapping victim, and she's hilarious. Um, it's a mild recommend. I enjoyed it, but I, like, it felt like you could have been better. good. I think you'd like it. Where did you watch it? It was a disc from Netflix, So, but it could be streamed uh, somewhere else, for all I know. I'll have to look. Yeah. Uh, a movie that I don't recommend, but I kind of do recommend because it is one of the worst movies I think I've ever seen. One of the worst studio release <gasps> movies I've ever seen in my life. And I remember when this movie came out. Um, and uh, it was one of those movies, even when it came out, I'm like, I am not the audience for this. It's aimed at my generation, but it's not for me. And I finally watched it drunkenly with friends. 40 Days and 40 Nights starring Josh Hartnett at the height of his hotness. That movie's wild. Oh my God. Have you watched it? In recent years. Not in, like, the past five or six this years, This is probably. the most offensive... Like, if I was a man, I would be so offended by this movie. Because the whole thing is like, okay, Josh Hartnett uh, can't have sex or masturbate for 40 days. <laughs> um, and apparently, when you're a man and you can't do the... When you're a hot guy and you can't do those things, um, it's essentially like you have cut your circulation off and he can't do anything. But, like... <laughs> but, I mean... he like, And so the women around him are just like trying to seduce him because everybody starts betting on it but it is so like like we just were watching it and our jaws were just on the floor the entire time there is rape like ultimately spoiler alert he is raped in this movie he goes to sleep and he wakes up and he thinks that it's his like that it's midnight and that he's made the time work and that it's his new girlfriend having sex with him but it's actually his ex-girlfriend who has like drugged him and is having that. sex yeah, with yeah, him yeah. and guys that's rape like it's absolutely rape and the movie just plays it off like a plot point it's that just, means nothing yeah. it is i mean it is really it's also so what i think it's like 2001 2002 it is so of that that era so like fashion wise and all that like it's kind of fun to laugh at but then you're watching it and the entire time your jaw's just on the ground you're like this is so wrong um so yeah, and then because one of the actresses in that, we were trying to figure out what she was in, and I'm like, oh, she was in Final Destination 2, and of course my friends hadn't seen that, I'm like, oh, she was also in, I guess, something called The Descendants, which made my friend then make us watch The Descendants 2, which is a Disney series of movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know I know about that. Yeah, um, so we watched the second one for some reason, and it's cute, it is the children of villains, so it's like the Maleficent's daughter, and Jafar's son, and Captain Hook's son, mm -hmm. Captain Hook's gay hot son, by the way um and it's a musical and it's made very cheaply and what's kind of cute is like you get into it and then the songs start and you're like oh good songs but they just auto-tune them so painfully that it's not really singing at all mm -hmm. um so there's that uh let's see moving on a couple of things on shutter i finally got around to horror noir 
Oh yeah, what loved it. Oh, so yeah. good. Um, not many movies that I hadn't seen on there. Uh, I wish it was an hour longer. I wish they could have gone deeper into kind of more obscure stuff. Um, but so good. And again, like so cool to see somebody that like we've all worked with and really been a fan of yeah. being interviewed on this movie. That's great. I, it's really cool. And did you not just love seeing like people in the industry just sit, sit there and shoot the shit a little God, bit? Yes, Ken Foray just sitting there talking about like, and them watching movies and talking about it um, was just so great. Um, and the who's the other one? My, I think my favorite part of the whole documentary, though, was Rachel True doing the... Like, talking about getting <gasps> yep. cast as the best. She's like, so I've gotten really good at saying, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And, like, they just show a montage of, like, oh, yeah, that's every role she's had to play is that. And how infuriating it is. Yep. Um, but so it was nice to see, like, yeah, like, please make a second one of these. Like, just, you know. It would also be really cool to see this same idea of other um, other races and minorities. Like, do the you know, Asian American version of this series kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I mean, everybody should watch it. If you have Shudder, it's a reason to get Shudder, I think, because it's this kind of content is what I want. Yeah, um, me too. I agree. And another thing on Shudder I watched, uh, so you, I, you and I differ on this. Um, I am a huge fan of a little movie called Yellow Brick Road. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, you are. You are. Um, and for years I've been like, oh, I really hope those people make another movie. Apparently they made like three other movies, but I didn't know about it. And one of them uh, is on Shutter now. It's The Witch in the Window. Oh, okay. This, it's good. This, and I know, like, and I'm saying this is good, completely divorced from Yellow Brick Road. It's a very different movie. To me, I watched it, and I'm like, you know what this movie is? This is The Innkeepers, if I liked The Innkeepers. Because <laughs> I don't like The Innkeepers. I've only seen it once, and I really liked it. I'm yeah. afraid to watch it again, because I'm afraid I won't. Yeah. it. Um. So this is a similar, it's a ghost story. It's a dad and his son are kind of moving into a house to fix it up for the summer. And there's a ghost there. And they have to deal with this ghost very quickly. And it also does that um uh, Haunting of Hill House thing, where like there's like a scene or two where there's a ghost in the frame. And it's not obvious at <gasps> yeah. all. And then once you see it, you're like, oh, God. Um, and this is, it's like under 80 minutes long. I think it's like 77 minutes. It's a really simple, straightforward story. It has some really creepy parts. It's very quiet. It's really a small movie. The character, I think, is really likable. So, like, they build this family up really well with really limited time. So you're invested. Um, there's a kid actor who's really good. I really liked this movie. I, I think you would like it. I think a lot of people out there would like it. So if you, have you Shutter, said it was on Shutter. It is on Shutter. The Witch in the Window. Okay. And again, it's seventy six minutes long. So, uh, and then the next means of a lot of my watches. Um, so I thought my DVR was starting to conk out. So I'm like, I got to start watching the thirty seven movies I've recorded on TCM in the last three years. So I <laughs> kind of started watching a bunch of them. One of which was Mean Streets. Martin Scorsese's okay. kind of. Kind of his first real, like, Scorsese movie with um, Harvey Keitel and Robert De Niro. Um, look, I am I like some Scorsese. Any any Scorsese is a good movie. This is a good mm-hmm. movie, and it's very of its time. Uh, De Niro's great. Harvey Keitel's great. At the same time, like, I, I think I was just in the wrong mood to watch it because I turn it on as I'm watching it, like, halfway through just watching these guys just be utter assholes to everyone around them. I'm like... You could never make a movie with the genders reversed of this movie. You could never make a female Mean Streets because nobody would ever watch it or want to watch it. <laughs> but apparently if we cast like 
Italian guys in these parts, everybody thinks it's brilliant. So it's a good movie. I'm not saying it's not a good movie. It was just hit me at the wrong moment of like, of just thinking that, I guess. Huh. I don't think I would like it. It's, I don't think it's for you. I think it is more for completists and it's aged. It's the roughness about it, I think is what makes it kind of interesting to see Mm -hmm. a um, director kind of starting to kind of find his voice. But at the same time, it's it's just a lot of people I don't want to watch doing terrible things to other people and just not really finding much in there for me, yeah. I guess. So, um, Another record from TCM, um, famous movie I'd never seen, Gaslight. Oh, I don't... Do I know what this even is? You, well, you know the term. It comes from this movie. Oh, of, yeah do know the term yes. but i don't i don't know what this is a, what movie Ingrid this is Bergman, like, who's in it? um is this is i think 1950 they're about she won the oscar for it she is oh, a wealthy woman who marries a mysterious man and they go back and move into her childhood home and her mother had was like had died rather dramatically and she starts going crazy things start going wrong and her husband won't let her leave the house and won't let anybody come visit her cuz she's going crazy the title of the movie is Gaslight. Perhaps mm-hmm. that tells you all you need to know. Uh, and the thing about this movie is, I don't know, it's hard for me, I don't know if this is supposed to be watched knowing that or not knowing it. Because if you know what gaslighting means, you watch this movie and you say, oh, okay, well, I know what's going on. But when it came out, I don't know if that was known or if this was a twist. Oh, so like you were surprised by it. You're supposed to, I think you're supposed mm. to be surprised by it. You can't be just because of the title of the movie and what it means today. Yeah. Um, and That's I think, an interesting point. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it would have it would have watched differently if you were able to not know? Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like the clues seem so big that it's hard to believe people weren't expected to know. But maybe not. Maybe it's just because, again, like the term gaslight means something so specific now. And mm-hmm. you, you know, so maybe it wasn't in that case. Uh, Angela Lansbury is in it. It was her first movie and she was nominated for Supporting Actress and she's great. Um, and there's interesting things in it. The set design is very, I think, won an Oscar and you can see why. Um, Bergman's great. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a classic film that's worth seeing if you haven't seen it. Hmm. Uh, another classic film, obviously, from 1981, uh, Lady Street Fighter. Yeah, I know about this movie, <laughs> this but I've movie never is, seen it. This is a really weird, <laughs> weird bad movie. Uh, I don't even think this is like 70 minutes long. It is, it's really bad, um, but very enjoyable. So there's that. And then the last one before we uh, go into our other theatrics. Again, I started from the very bottom of my DVR, and what did I recorded like three years ago on TCM? One Million Years BC, starring Raquel Welch. Oh, this very this very infamous movie. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's, I don't know, I, I didn't get much from it, I was kind of bored for it. She is gorgeous. My God, was she beautiful. She looks great. Like, and I could see why this would be a hit, like, I would have gone to just to see her in that bikini. Um, it is the, you know, a lot of the effects are Harryhausen and some of mm-hmm. them look great and some of them look adorable. <laughs> like when a dinosaur is wrestling a dude and he looks like he's made out of clay. It's just so cute. <laughs> uh, a lot of the kind of superimposed giant lizards 
and giant tarantulas in front mm-hmm. of normal sized people again like it's kind of cute it's a cute movie um i don't know how much more to say about it like it's uh it's it's there but it's entertaining for being a product of its time if you will and that's everything other than captain marvel and us so want to talk about captain marvel yeah um, you've seen it way more recently than I have, so I'm, I fear that I may have forgotten Well, the funny thing is, like, we had talked about, like, oh, maybe we should do an episode on Captain Marvel, and then we both eventually saw it, and I think you made the statement of, like, oh, it's been a while since I've seen it, and after I saw it, I'm like, I don't think I could talk that long about it. I think I would say, like, what I said about Pet Cemetery. It's fine. Um, there were some really fun parts of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked, I, I've liked Brie Larson. I do too. Like, like a lot. And yeah. I've been, it's so funny now people are like, Brie Larson came out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> if, you've been, if you've been paying attention, she's been around yeah, for a no, while. No. <laughs> but um, I've enjoyed her even before Room was a thing. I, I'm not trying to say I was the, like, I got the album. We get it, Christine. Else. You're cool. But, but like, I will show up just for her. Yeah, me too. You know, like, I was showing up less for Captain Marvel than than I was for Brie Larson, which is weird. Um, I've not really read any Captain Marvel books. I, back when Ms. Marvel was a, was Carol Danvers and she had like the black little tiny outfit with the boots. I've read some of that. I know about that character. And then when Ms. Marvel became Kamala Khan, when G. Willow Wilson started rewriting her, I know all about that. But then around the time that that happened, Ms. Marvel became a captain, and she became Captain Marvel, and that is this iteration. I don't know much about her in the comic books, so I didn't really have anything to pull from. So I don't know if it was a really good interpretation Mm. of her. Well, I know nothing. I've never read a single Marvel comic in my life, so. She... I've I've read her here and there when she pops up, but I've never read a solo story. A lot of really good writers have written her, and a lot of good artists have drawn her. And I liked her overall look. I thought it was a good interpretation of like mm-hmm. what was on, on the page. But I don't know. It felt lacking in some points. It. I'm going to bring yeah. up IMDb to jog my memory. Yeah, I mean, it. it's funny. I, I didn't mind the way it started. It kind of starts in the middle of things. And, oh, I like that. Yeah, because I was—I yeah. went to see it with Jason, and Jason, like at one point, he's like, we're, "Like, did we miss something? Were we like, oh, did is there something that like I don't understand what's going on?" I'm like, "I think they'll explain it. I would imagine it's a major yeah. movie. They will." And so that didn't bug me. I could see where it might throw someone off, but at once that happens, then it's I don't know. It's there. Like the most of the action wasn't that exciting, but that's also been a complaint about most Marvel movies the least exciting thing I think in every movie has been the action sequences. Mm. I think civil war was the only one that kind of found a way to make it really interesting. Um, and I know you, you disagree with that, but the, <laughs> like the, it's a low energy, like not just movie, but release kind of right. It yeah. comes out in April. It comes out essentially as the last, you know, pre round before Endgame. Uh, it should be exciting for being the first Marvel movie with a female lead, but it is, but it's, the, and to its credit, I think, it doesn't overplay that hand. Like, she's a badass, she's tough, the other toughest person in the movie is also a woman, but, or two women, really, 
but it doesn't like make that into like a thesis for the movie. Like it doesn't present itself as like, oh, here's the the chick version you really wanted. In a way, it's, I don't think it has to, just because it's not now. It is not the first female big budget superhero movie of this era. We had Wonder Woman. We're going to have a lot more now, and so now every movie doesn't have to kind of announce itself that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as a result, it's also like it's a character we have that's kind of come out of nowhere. It's charming for being set when it's set, but at the same time, like, okay, well, we know not that much is going to happen that crazy because we survived the 90s. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, I, You make a lot of really good points, and, and I wish I could articulate as well as, as you can. It, I liked the setting a lot. The yeah. setting for me was was a real pro yep um and i'm I'm scrolling through the cast and like i thought jude law was good and i thought ben mendelson was maybe the best part he was was great yeah um i liked so much of it but i it almost feel like it didn't form a cohesive thing that i love yeah and i'm trying to figure out what the missing factor was and i yeah, I, I, don't I don't know, know what it is because it is again like the the relationship between her and Fury. I think is great. Like I, the yeah. two of them as actors have had a really great chemistry and are really fun together. Um, ben Mendelsohn's character becomes so charming, and I did get super invested in him. And then when you meet his family, like all of that, really, I was you know my my heart jumped at one point when I when something goes down. But I don't know. Like, it just, it didn't, there was no electricity to it for Mm -hmm. me. I wish this had been able to be a phase one Marvel movie. Because, like I said, I don't think it's, I don't, I I don't want to go too tangentially, but I was just scrolling through IMDb, and I know they got rid of the message boards. But, boy, um, the user reviews are just um, a string of one-star reviews saying how bad this movie is. Um, (laughs) I I, I, it's not a jeez. It's not a bad movie. People yeah. that I hope that these people that are doing this and they did it with Wonder Woman. Yep. I hope that I hope that these people get to a point in their life where they look back and they're really ashamed of themselves. Yeah, <laughs> because because there's this is such a waste of time and energy, and it's so the the attacks on Brie Larson about her having no personality yeah. and her being terrible. She 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 won an award. I know I know they're all. <laughs> stupid and rigged and don't mean anything right. this is an oscar-winning actress yeah she's not a she's not a bad actress. yeah if we want like, to talk about that why don't we talk about you know iron man 2 and both incredible hulks and all of these other movies with lead actors who maybe aren't as invested in their movies as anything like exactly it, but yeah in a not, way like you almost want like oh maybe equality is f- having a female-led superhero movie come out and me being me feeling okay with not liking it and i did like it i like captain marvel but like there's a point where like with wonder woman it was like in a way there's no way i am not going to be affected by this movie it it wonder woman is going to make me cry there is no way it's not going to um and, and i actually i feel like i did well up at one point in this movie i don't remember when exactly uh but the same time like you know, eventually, maybe it'll be Black Widow. I really hope Black Widow is awesome, because that's a movie that's deserved to be awesome from the beginning. Um, 
But maybe I get to a point where I'm like, oh, Black Widow was terrible. It was worse than Iron Man 2. Yeah. I look forward to the day when I can say that comfortably, but I'm sorry. I can't because I still need to be able to always defend it from the trolls who are giving it one star for no reason on IMDb. Yeah, this is not a one star movie. Like By no to, means. To, to stretch like that, you lose all credibility. Uh, they don't care about credibility. Right. Um, but it, and, and when I say I wish it was a phase one movie, like I feel like in phase one, they, there, there were like chance uh, more chances taken. Mm-hmm. And even something as later in the, in, in the, cycle as like a winter soldier i just wish that it hadn't been so formulaic and like i i wish it had been a little different that's all i and really it's not any of the character it's not the characters it's not the way it looked it's not the acting it was for me it was just the story i wish the story could have just been a little bit more interesting yeah and also are you with me in thinking couldn't they just have admitted that brie larson and her best friend were totally together yes like brie larson was the father of that child right Come yeah on. i it was i mean i did like the fact that maybe we could just have like something about female friendship and like yeah really and, and i really friendship. appreciate that there was no rom- romance there was no reason to have one yeah. in there and an, i feel like had this movie been made 10 years ago there would have been somehow but For thankfully, sure. we did not need it in this, and we did not get it in this, because we did not want it in this. Yeah. But, like, the two of them, that scene yeah. at the end, I'm sitting there with Jason, and we're both like, kiss, kiss, kiss. It was, it, I would like to watch it again. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it, because I think I might get more out of it. You know, now that you know what you're getting into, and you know the beats and stuff, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, that's, I mean, it's. It did well. I'm really glad it did well. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll have another one, probably. I don't know what they've announced yet. I guess they're waiting on to announce anything until after Endgame. Um, I'm excited to see her in Endgame. Me too. Me too. And I, and I hope they do her character well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I hope she's actually the thing that, like, saves the world. Because that would be pretty yeah. good. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, and then lastly, you and I both went to see Jordan Peele's Us. Um, yes. So you, the fact that you saw it twice tells me you liked it a lot. I loved it. Yeah, it I did defied too. all expectations. Mm-hmm. I liked it somehow. Somehow I liked it more than I knew I was gonna. I was like, I'm gonna love this, which is dangerous Very to go much. into a movie with that. But I, it, I liked it more. Yeah. It was, it was, it was exactly what I thought it was gonna be, but it, completely different. It did a million yeah. different things that I didn't expect. It, it did. Yeah, I did not expect it to go so big. I thought it was going to be a very small The scope of that fucking thing. And yeah, that that moment when you realize, oh my god, it's more than just this. Um, Which, let's just say we're going to spoil it. This way we can talk about it without talking in code. So people, if you haven't seen us, first of all, you should go see us. But otherwise, I don't know, pause it. And then like eight months from now and it comes on streaming, then listen again. Um, But yeah, I thought it was going to be confined to a home invasion, this family. And it's not. It's the motherfucking world. So when I first saw the trailer... Um, I was like, oh, I'm so excited. Because I saw the trailer for the first time in the theater. I knew yeah. when it dropped, but I was like, I don't want to watch it yet. I yeah. want to watch it. And it was a the great theater. trailer. And the, when when they first go to the, the like the end of the driveway and it's, the, it's you know, the, the silhouettes, mm-hmm. I thought to myself, oh, if I were making this movie, that would be 
they're doppelgangers. And but I do that with everything yes. all the time. That's I always do stuff like that. And it never is. It's never the thing that I think. And then the second I realized that it was their doppelgangers, I burst into tears. Yeah. I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> he wrote the like, movie I wanted to write. He's gonna make the movie. He's gonna make this movie. Mm. So I thought because I didn't know what else to think, like, well, it could be larger in scope, but I bet you it's just going to focus on this family yeah. and their doubles. Um, the second I realized that it I got and so I think, excited at that moment. I got, I got, I was, I think I hit Zach. I was like, <laughs> oh my, like, and I couldn't tell him why, but yeah. the second I realized that I, like, mashed him in the arm and i think it's when um when um i've already forgot everybody's name it's been a while since i saw this uh, adelaide um, when gabe gabe is the winston non-tethered duke. version of winston duke when he has when they're on the boat i think and like i think that's when i realized oh it's the whole neighborhood mm. or, and that's when i had a moment of like at the end of the invitation when yep, you realize yep. that it's I, it felt like the invitation to me. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, I just rewatched I like, that oh, too. Yeah. I, I was like, oh my god, it's it's everybody. Yeah. It's oh everybody. no. At the after this, I was like, I want to go home and watch the invitation because it reminds me of it. Yes, it yeah. reminded me of the invitation. Oh my god, you're yeah. the only other person I've heard say that. No, reminded, I'm with you. It reminded me of the invitation so much because like it it got but what the invitation did differently was it was a very small intimate movie yep. and then you realized at the end which was it's, very yeah, effective yeah but this one was like nah we're kind of at the beginning and look it's everybody else and i yeah. thought well what the fuck are they gonna do and How, that's the most exciting happen? thing about this movie was realizing you know that i'm, I'm watching it i'm like we're not that far into it and it's yep. changed now it's a different movie and I mean, you and I always say like that's the most exciting thing a movie can do is turn into some a completely different movie or something you didn't see coming. And I think for me, it was when they say like on their like they hear the radio broadcast, and suddenly I'm like, oh, oh, this is the end of the world, or so, or maybe who knows? But once that happened, and now I think like you could eat one perhaps negative to lodge at the movie, but I kind of don't care. You could say, well, okay, they never really explain. It's not that they never explain it. It's that they explain a big chunk of it, but then don't give you so many other details that makes you really not understand how this all works. Um, but I don't care because I loved it. So I I agree with you. And I kind of thought that too, but I keep reminding myself that Adelaide was just a little girl and she's gonna be developmentally stunted in a lot of ways so i just figured that maybe if there was more going on she just wasn't privy to it and couldn't yeah and therefore we don't get an explanation because we don't have anybody around that could give us one yes one could view that as a cop-out but again everything else was executed so well i don't know if i cared Mm -hmm. no i'm with you and i love there's so many things I like love just in even in theory about this movie I love that Jordan Peele could have made any fucking movie in the world after Get Out and he said I want to make another independent totally unlike anything else horror movie that is also referencing many movies that I love (gasps) and I love that he you know and like he's like given interviews and come out and said like yes I'm going to keep casting black people because these are stories I want to tell and the way that this movie is, it's it's not about being black, but yet the fact that your this family is black says so much. And that, 
the like leader of the revolution or the person that is going to change the world is a black woman. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah. So I, I so there there's obviously like a twist at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know that that was going to happen? I didn't see it coming as soon as they reveal it. I said, oh, everything makes sense. Because then you go back and you think of when she's on the beach with Elizabeth Moss, who is so good in this movie, and and says to her, like, oh, I've never been good at talking. And, like, it's just that tiny thing of, like, oh, my God, of course. Oh, yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Totally. And it's a great reveal. And I think, I don't know, I think some people didn't like the twist or something. I don't get what – no, it makes perfect sense. Um, have you heard, there's a lot of theories going on around the movie. One of them, which I don't think is there, but I think it, I love that this movie has opened up these questions, is the theory that the son is, was also a doppelganger. Um, I've read that. I do not understand it and I don't agree with it. I don't think it holds any water. I don't think it does. Um, but then it, it does put one thing in context, but it makes sense too that like, oh, but it's also because his mother is from that world. It's like exactly. when he's playing on the beach and the twins, like those evil twins who I love, are, are say something of, like, are kind of making fun of him. The sister is like, well, he's, he's kind of weird. Like he doesn't pay attention or something. And so it does kind of throw them in there of like, oh yeah, he could be, you know, there is something off about this kid. But at the same time, like, yeah, well, your mother grew up for eight years in this underground chud lair. So of course you might also be a little fucked up. And also he's a kid and uh, he he could just be on the spectrum or just be an introvert Mm -hmm. and like kids are weird and zach said the same thing he's like but he was weird and i was like yeah but kids are weird that to me isn't enough and the whole thing was um when so when our adelaide comes to the the above ground she can't talk Mm -hmm. they they said that jason like I, the thing I read was like the summer before when they were at the at the beach house, right. he got switched. But but he learned to talk no, pretty quickly. If that's exactly, the there's yeah. no talk of like, well, he he's been real weird since, or like for for someone who's so deliberate, like yeah. feels so deliberate, it seems strange that that would be. I think it's cool that people are, yeah. are drawing parallels, but I just didn't get it. When Although the, you everything could also so argue, just to throw a little wrench in that, you could argue that. In the underground, he's being raised by real Adelaide. That's a good point. could talk, I mean, not easily and not, you know, clearly not comfortably, but could she have taught her son how to do this? Um, probably 10 minutes? Okay. Um, so I, th- I think, like, and again, like, he, Jordan Peele, in a way, sometimes talks too much. I think when he'll, he'll come out and give interviews and say, oh, yeah, well, this means this and this means that. And I think we're so used to directors not giving us that. Like, David Lynch is like, I don't know. I'm going to give you one clue and that's it. And I'll never talk about Mulholland Drive again. <laughs> um, where Jordan Peele is like, oh, well, this is about society. And it's about, you know, people that, um, you know, what the rich have. And, what they... and sometimes you're like, Shh, you don't have to say it. Just let us think. Like, we, we, first of all, we get it. Um, and the other part to that is sometimes you're like, no, no, no. Just, like, say one word and then walk away. And then keep let, let us keep asking questions. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot there to think about and to, like, guess about. That's just not, for me, it. Mm-hmm. Like, I I have this theory where the tethering kind of goes both ways, and it's not just the people, like, that it's, they're not just trapped doing what they 
have to do below ground because of what the people above ground are doing. I also believe that the people below ground are influencing the people above ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, beca- I think that because of Kitty and um, Josh, their above ground selves hate each other. Yes. And, and Kitty says that she wants him, him to like to kill him or something. Yep. Yep. And they're, and their tethered versions when they show up are like a team. Yeah, you're right. And like, in and I thought that was interesting. Yep, like, yep. they didn't feel forced together, whereas the above ground folks felt forced together. Right, right. Um, which seems very flipped for Adel or for Red and Abraham. Exactly yeah. after what after what Red said. Right, right. Um, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. I just think there's other interesting things other than like. I think that you can find stuff, even though he's telling us so much. Oh, very much, yeah. But like, I don't get, I don't get the Jason getting swapped. Thing, yeah, I don't think it's is, necessary. I just think it's like, oh, that's a cool theory. It is interesting, and I think it's great that people want to like look for clues, and that yeah. this is such an engaging yeah. thing. My um, my mom went to see it, and she had to go to the bathroom, like right towards the end and apparently like she ran out and ran back in and she, and I was talking to her she's like so apparently I missed like so wait so Adelaide was was bad the whole time and I'm like well I'm like you just kind of made the point of the whole movie right there yeah. she's like oh she, she she was the bad one I'm like well is is the who's the villain in this story like just how much it just kind of it, it's so good about just probing these questions and dropping them in there. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to come out and say all these things, but there's obviously so much being said about, um, about privilege and, you know, it, oh, yeah, I loved it. I just love how it, fresh it was. Yeah. Even, I, even it being so referential, like Lost Boys is referenced and Martyrs is a reference and like all these movies that I love that I know Jordan Peele also loves like are clearly there and he talked a lot about how he had his like the movies he had his cast watch before filming like he made all of them like a list of like 10 movies he's like you have to watch Funny Games and you have to watch The Shining and like you can see all of that DNA in him as a filmmaker but it's still so original yeah it's 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 nice to so often people like with like a Tarantino style of filmmaking, yeah. people view it as like wholesale ripoff. Yep. Um, it this doesn't come across that way at all. It's, no. You can have references and homages and know that things have done things before you and still do your own fucking different thing. <laughs> totally. And it's he is probably the best example of that that I can think of. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Ten out of ten for me if I was rating it. Perfect movie. I don't know yet. I need to see it again to make that call but for me it was easily like in an 8.5 territory yeah um i and i know some people have kind of complained about like all the humor in it that oh maybe sometimes does he undercut his own tension by being funny to me i'm okay with that because i a i think that's just always been true of a lot of horror right mm-hmm. like when we go to see a horror movie the joy of a horror movie with an audience is that you scream and then you hear everybody laughing cuz we're mm-hmm. laughing at the fact that we screamed although at my my audience with this movie made me vow to never go to a theater that isn't like an Alamo draft house again um, cuz i had terrible people in my movie theater but really? i just shush people very loudly quite often um, but that so i'm fine with humor within horror it makes sense to me it feels right and organic um, I think it would be cool to see him as an experiment, make a movie that does not have any comedic element in it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But I also think his ability to do that is what makes him a special filmmaker. 
and like Winston Duke in this movie is is really funny, but it's not just him being doofy dad. Like his the the choices he makes are also really thematic in a certain way. Yeah. Yeah, it's a any any humor is appropriate. I thought yeah. it was character appropriate and like, I mean Adelaide's not cracking jokes the whole time. No, like no. I, I don't know. I I thought it was yeah. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, I can't to is it. so fucking good. I, she's just great, and I I'm so glad that people are like, oh look how great this person is. Like yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm so like I I never cuz I I mean I'd seen 12 Years a Slave. She's great in that, but it's a small yeah. part and she's playing a an abused slave. I have seen her obviously in the Star Wars movies where you don't see her, but she does nope. incredible voice acting in those movies. But still like for all of the, you know, I still hadn't really seen her do what she could do and just seeing her in this just made me just oh my god, she needs to be the biggest star of our time. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And I want Elizabeth Moss to only play bitches going forward. I her am so... As a I find catty, her so catty trouble- cunt was so good. I find her so troubling. She was so good in this, though. Yeah. You find her troubling because of the Scientology? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. And every interview I read with her, I'm like, you seem awesome. But then they bring up Scientology and you're like, this is what I believe and it's my family. And blah, blah. You're like, no, no, no. But you're clearly a really smart person. Why do you believe this? It's very frustrating. Um, and the kids in this movie. All three kids. Oh, so 100%. Yeah. When we when we saw it the second time, Zach was like, oh, the daughter is the real MVP in this, right? And I was like, yeah, she's great. But she's really good. She's so good. Um, she's good as the daughter. And then when she is the... What is her is um, Umbre. When she is that character, she is just oh, yeah, yeah, yep. Um, so good, so very good. I am so happy it was good because I think you know it's very often that a like we're hey we talked about Pet Cemetery. You have a director or directing team in that case who make a great genre movie, and you're so excited for what comes next. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you always you don't always get what you want. And in this case, I got what I didn't even know I wanted. Oh, how heartwarming. Yeah. All right. So let's wrap things up. Do you have a Netflix recommend, streaming recommend, Amazon Prime recommend? Mine's kind of a cop-out. I didn't really see anything streaming that I loved. But The Oath, which is that movie we talked about a couple episodes ago with Ike Barinholtz and Tiffany Haddish. Oh, is that streaming now? That's on Hulu. Well, then, perfect. Because I so, hadn't watched it yet, and I was waiting for it to stream. So I, I thought it was very funny, and I think it's worth oh. checking out. Don't, don't, you did exactly what you should do in the streaming recommend. Oh. So don't feel bad. Just because you oh, talked okay. about a movie before, but now you're telling us, hey, it's available for streaming. And now it's streaming, everyone. Yeah, you, you did a good job there. Don't you dare Thank question you. yourself, young that. lady. Thank you. All right. Uh, mine is on Netflix. It's a documentary that I'd heard good things about and finally watched, and I I dug it. I think you dig it. It is Shirkers. Oh, what's that about? Uh, it is about this, um, back in 1992, a uh, couple of teenage film students, and they, they were uh, all female, uh, teamed, were, they were film students together, and they they're, grew up in Singapore and wanted to make this independent Singaporean 
film that was going to be very kind of David Lynchian sort of. Mm-hmm. And they had a film professor who was American, who was a little bit older, who was going to direct it, directed it for them. They did the writing, they did the producing, and he was a director. And basically this guy just, they filmed it, and filming was done, and then he just disappeared with the movie, and they never heard from him again, never had, had none of their footage, had nothing. They all went on to other film careers. It's the... Um, the woman who's made this documentary, Sandy Tam, is a film critic and also a novelist. Um, one of the other women went on to be a filmmaker in Singapore. The other one is a like the head of film, the film school at Vassar, I think. So like, mm-hmm. they all had like big careers after. But it was this thing of Singapore, which had no film industry at the time, and they had you know this kind of a what if you know this movie had been released, how would it have changed things in a way? And also, what the hell was up with this? dude and why did he do this and so it's just an interesting look at this time and these people um it is hard to really describe but i think it's a movie that any movie fan should watch because i think you see all the the things about like why somebody wants to make movies and then what happens when that is just taken away from you in this really cruel way um, and at the same time, it's seeing Singapore in the 90s, which is something nobody really has seen because they weren't making movies. Yeah. So. That's yeah, interesting. That's out. on Netflix, you It's said? on Netflix. I think you would really dig it. Huh. All right. I, I feel like Netflix really screws me over. They show me the same stuff They're over and over They're just trying to force their own shit on you. That's why. I've never. I didn't know that was there. That sounds yeah. really interesting. We're always looking for documentaries to watch. I think you would like this one. Go for it. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right, and then now we ha- we didn't talk about it, but we did talk about it last time. Do you just want to say let's watch the craft for the next episode? Yeah. All right, we're doing it. Nineteen ninety six is the craft. All right, streaming somewhere, and I have the DVD, which I hope has special features, but I don't know if it does. I, I I'm sure I'll be able to find it. Yes, <laughs> I don't think I own it. Well. All right, folks, uh, that's everything. If you would like to talk to us about anything, come to Facebook at The Feminine Critique or Twitter at Feminine Podcast. I got nothing left. Christine, do you have anything to tell the people about, where to find your writing and all that stuff? Nah, I don't have anything today. I'm fine. Christine's a novelist, and she's written novels, Wake Up Maggie, and a book of short stories called... It's it's called Never to Return Again, mm-hmm. but you can just go to Amazon and search me and buy stuff if you really want to. Buy her book. All right, folks, have a happy rest of Easter. I hope my stew came out well. I'm not making it for Easter. Like, that sounded weird. Um, I didn't know it was Easter until my mom gave me a chocolate bunny last week. And she's like, it's Easter next week. Oh, right. Yeah, sure. Um, But I don't know. Happy Game of Thrones night. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I don't watch that. (laughs) But, but, But what I love about you is you don't feel the need to tell everybody that you don't watch it like so many no it's okay yeah well i hope you enjoy whatever it is you watch tonight that isn't game of thrones thank you all right good night folks bye help the humans about to escape get your paws off me you dirty ape (gasps) he can talk he can talk, 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 he can talk. I can sing. Ooh, help me, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, Dr. Zayas.
Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. What's wrong with me? I think you're crazy. Want a second opinion? You're also lazy. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Can I play the piano anymore? Of course you can. Well, I couldn't before. This play has everything. Oh, I love legitimate theater. I hate every ape I see, from chimpanzee to chimpanzee. No, you'll never make a monkey out of me. Oh my God, I was wrong. It was Earth all along. You finally made a monkey. Yes, we finally made a monkey. Yes, you finally made a monkey out of me. I love you, Dr. Zayas. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.